Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Shop all things Jerry Johnson at therealcherry.com. This is Cherry's World. There is an internet radio station that's generating a lot of buzz. The website is raisedjukebox.com. What's different is, is it features a mix of new and throwback jams across many genres. The first Sunday each month, there are live shows with celebrity and artist interviews. Log in to raisedjukebox.com, press play, and turn the volume up. That's right. RaiseJukebox.com. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. My mom tried to hide me from the public, but it didn't last. I have big dreams, you know. Make sure that you can find it at www.therealcherry.com. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Hey, and welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. I am Cherry Johnson, and that is my co-host, Mr. Courtney Blackman. Today, we got family in the house, y'all. My niece, Pooh is here. Um, you might know her from shows like Live and Maddie, Austin and Allie, No Good Nick, 101 Dalmatian Street. But 
Okay, she's my adopted niece, but so what? She is my niece on the new Punky Brewster. So without further ado, let's welcome my niece Pope, Ms. Lauren Donzitz. I miss you. It already feels like it's been way too long. It has. How's the holidays? How's the new year? What's going on? It's all been good. You know, school's a lot, but making it happen. And I'm just super excited for the release. I mean, it's like in a month. Yes. Are you doing like all this punky press right now? Yeah, so much. There's all these interviews and aren't we having like some panel stuff? There's a lot going on, which is exciting. Very exciting. So I just want to briefly talk about your life pre-punky. You've been working forever, girl. Since I was seven, yes. And my my daughter is a huge fan, which I've told you before. I know, so cute. Live in Maddie. Um, what is it? Some no Nick. No good Nick. No good Nick. Yes. Um, just so many. Like Courtney, I'm sure your kids watch her. Austin and Allie. Austin, yes. yes. I did that. <laughs> what has been your favorite? Oh gosh. I mean, individually they're all so different everything that I've been on and I think that they all like helped me grow as an actor in different ways um I mean prior to Punky No Good Nick was probably my first like big big thing uh it was 20 episodes and I really got to like dive into the emotional side of acting and I'd never really done that before I'd usually focused on you know comedy and you know lighthearted stuff and it was a challenge but it was so like it was honestly an incredible experience. I got to work with so many amazing actors, Melissa Joan Hart, Sean Astin. They played my parents and just the, the cast, the crew. It was, we really were like a family. And I think that that might've been the first experience acting wise where I learned how much I really loved it. Cause I was old enough to understand the craft and everything. And it's amazing. So Courtney has a son oh. that is starting to dabble. <gasps> Oh my gosh, that's fun. Well, background stuff. He did, you know, background well, stuff. I mean, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yes. It's a start. What would you tell, like, a Hollywood dad or a momager about being the parent of a child actor? Okay. Well, as someone who has the momager and a dadager, I would say don't butt in too much here's the thing i find that when my mom is constantly sitting on me to like do stuff and get stuff done i want to do it less in a weird way but when i have my own personal space and i'm able to really just like focus i get things done a lot quicker but then again everyone's different when it comes to like responsibility and some people need that person to kind of sit on them to get things done um but be supportive too and rejection is a huge part of the industry so whenever you know that is dealt with, just, you know, be supportive and let them know that that's gonna happen, but still like support their dream. Because I know that if my mom hadn't been there to like hug me and tell me it was okay and that everything happens for a reason when I was rejected for something, I would probably like the industry a lot less. And I'd feel a lot worse about myself because she kept reminding me that like, just because I don't book something doesn't mean I'm not talented or doesn't mean I don't have that special something. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of, what role's right for you. She's yeah. right. They say one job out of a hundred auditions. Exactly. It's actually so true. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I've had way more rejection than I have had success. But like, and I found that like the stuff that I have booked, I think I was meant to book. And they've all wound up being such incredible experiences. And I would not, I wouldn't want to do anything else, you know? Yeah. Well, well, talk to me about like being, being rejected. Like I remember um, not making a basketball or baseball team. Mm-hmm. And that was, that hurt. Like, but that's as far as I've ever been rejected, you know what I mean? But as a kid, so I'm trying to think like, what, what is the, what is that conversation like with yourself and, and, and your parents? Well, at first it was a little bit harder to take on rejection. I was like, did I do something wrong? Is something wrong with me? But I realized it has nothing to do with you. The industry is so competitive and there's constantly like hundreds of people auditioning for one role. And a lot of the time it doesn't come down to the talent. It comes down to the look, how well you fit the role. Like I've gone out for several roles and they wound up going a completely different direction ethnic wise. So Mm -hmm. I feel bad about that. I can't compete with someone who's a completely different ethnicity than I am. Mm. And so I learned, I, I learned personally that I, I shouldn't feel bad about rejection because it's not, about, it's not in my hands. Like once I audition, it's out of my hands and I just have to, I have to go with that. I have to believe that everything happens for a reason. And if I don't book something, I wasn't meant to. What's for you is for you, baby girl. Exactly. So speeding it up way ahead. What's for you is for you, Punky Brewster. What was the audition <laughs> process like for Punky? Oh, this is fun. So when I auditioned for Punky, I was still on hold for No Good Nick because we hadn't found out if we got a season two yet. Mm. So I went in for the audition. I actually worked with these casting directors before. They cast me in this other show. Love them. They're two of the sweetest guys. And I went in. I actually thought I did terribly. I came out and I felt so bad about it. I was like, well, oh, well, that's out the window. And they wound up calling my agent and they were mad. They were like, why would you give her to us in second position? We loved her. Why would you put us in this position? I was like, wait a minute, what? I was so confused. I mean, I was happy, but I was worried because I was like, wait, I don't want them to be mad. No Good Nick didn't get picked up. And so obviously I was really upset because I loved that show and I loved the people I was working with. But I was like, you know, maybe it didn't get picked up for a reason. Maybe this punky thing is actually going to go somewhere. So the callback was technically like the producer session. So Lay was there. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so Lay Moon Fry. Like <laughs> I have to nail this. If I don't nail this, it's over. And like a bunch of my friends were at the callback. So it was pretty chill. I was like talking to them and, you know, just hanging out. I go in the room and, and Jonathan's there. And I just, I look at, I know he looks so nice, but I was also incredibly intimidated. Steve and Jim, I was like, oh boy. Wound up actually feeling really good about it very good about it. So I was like, okay, then we go to screen test. And I was like, all right, this is the final straw. Let's do it. And after I was in the room for like 30 minutes, I came out and Jim or no, Steve came out and was like, where do you live? What do you, what's your life like? Like, where are you from? And I was like, uh, here, like, I didn't know if that was a good thing. And then like, not even a little, like a few days later, they were like, oh yeah, you got the part by the way. And I was like, oh, yay. (laughs) So it was meant to happen. Yes, and what's crazy is, I don't know if everybody's following, but she was on a show with Melissa Joan Hart, who happens to be really good friends with Soleil Moonfry. Yes. 
crazy. And Melissa actually messaged Soleil was like, you're, you're going to like this girl. Like, you should give her a chance. Yes. So you go to, from one great mom to the next great mom. And they were on Sabrina and the Teenage Witch together. Yes. So coincidental. <laughs> did, did you ever watch or have you watched recently um, the, uh, the original Funk? I have seen some of the episodes. It's so cute. The pilot was like heart-wrenching. And Cherry, you never told me how cute of a child you were. <laughs> I was you hoping you'd so never see it. Why? I was such a bad actress. Okay, um, I didn't think you were that bad. But second of all, you were adorable. So if you were, that made up for it. My hand just kept doing this. Anytime you like watch me, I didn't know what to do with my arms. I did that. When I was 11, I lived in Maddie and my friend made fun of me for it. I was like, whatever. Like I couldn't. <laughs> Why was that my instinct? But I just, I watch it now and it's just like I'm flying. I didn't know what I was doing. Not that I'm such a better actress now. Girl, all. you're amazing. No. Do not downplay your... So, no, I'm not downplaying, but Courtney, let me tell you something. You get on the set with these kids that are doing Punky, they are like straight professional. Where I had Amy on the show earlier, and we were talking about how I didn't even realize that I was at work when I was a kid. But as an adult now, I still don't know I'm at work. It doesn't feel like work. No, Punky is amazing. So you say when you love what you do, doesn't yeah. that that's not it. It's something along those lines though. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a job. And I was like, you know what? When you get on the set with these kids, these kids are different. <laughs> they they know their lines, they know their marks, they know your marks, they know your lines, they're gonna help you through the scene. I'm glad you said that. Can I ask you this? Both of you guys is I I, I watched um the Fresh Prince reunion and they said Will, because he never uh, acted before, he would know everybody's lines and he would they would catch him mouthing the lines of someone else. You did that, Jerry? As a kid, I did that. Now, no, I can't even remember my lines. How can I remember everybody else's? What about you, Lauren? Did you, did you ever experience um, I have a weird memory. I don't ever sit down and memorize lines. I can read the script like two times through and I'll have it down. Like, I, it's such a blessing as an actress to have such a good memory because it makes the job so much easier because memorization is like half of it. Um, But yeah, when I was little, little, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, don't have kids. It changes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What were you gonna say when you were little, little? Well, actually my first project, Austin and Allie, I had memorized everyone else's lines and one of the other actors forgot their lines and I told them what the line was and they got so mad at me. They got so mad and I learned to never do that again because it makes them feel bad. So why did they get mad if you helped them out? Because I was 10 and they were like 20 and they felt like because I was younger, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't know more than them in like when it comes to memorization, I guess. So they were frustrated and I felt horrible. And I've never done it since. <laughs> really? Serious? Yeah. No. If I look at you and I say, what's my line? I, I need help. What's auntie's line? <laughs> well, if you ask, I'll tell it. But I would, I can't anymore. It's 
ingrained in me. I can't do it. I won't. <laughs> really, it's so like little things like that that happen stay with you throughout your whole career. Is there anything that happened while filming this season of Punky? And I'll say this season because we're coming back to do another season. Oh, as we should. My as manifestation Nisi. Yes, speak it into existence. Yes. What did you learn? Did you learn anything that'll stay with you? I learned a lot actually about film. Like not about being in front of the camera, but about being behind it. Because that's also something I've been really interested in. And Jody, one of our directors, who I love very much, was willing to let me, sh is willing to let me shadow her at one point, which is really exciting because I've always wanted to see the other side of things. So I learned a lot about like angles and, you know, the phrases for things, like what you call stuff. Um, yeah. But I also learned a lot from you guys. I learned, I, I learned a lot by watching. Like you each have very different like comedic timing, I noticed. And in certain times, certain methods of your guys's came across really well. And I was like, I'm gonna try that. And it worked. You know, I like take methods from other people as well. Soleil and I have methods? Yeah. You <laughs> actually add your own like voice, if that makes any sense. You add a lot of spice and sometimes you change the line like this much, but you don't change the line. You change the attitude behind it that I thought would go with the line. You like do something else and it works so much better than I thought it would. And I was like, wait, I'm going to do that, you know? Aw, thanks, boo-boos. That's what I love about actors. We all have our own style. And it's yeah. so interesting to watch. It is. I'm so impressed by you. I, I told her all the time. I told her parents, like, watching her walk on the set, she really lights up the whole room. Sherry. You, you just got it, baby. Oh, so I have a question. What What's next? Are we still auditioning for other things? Do you have anything else lined up? My, my baby can sing. Not sing. Sang. Sang. Okay. Well, well, I've been doing a lot of self-tapes from home, but I've never liked self-tapes. I love going in person more because I'm able to develop a closer connection with the casting directors. And I find that I book a lot more in person than over camera. Because right. I can't get like, that personality across. And it just feels, it feels so fake. And so I, I don't really know. But I mean, since we're getting a season two, I'm holding off for that but i've been you know dancing a lot more over zoom still because corona um but as for acting i'm just kind of going with the flow i obviously want to continue with it but i'm waiting to see what comes to me oh and so much is gonna come to you girls so much Harry. seriously speaking of corona you're a kid you're in school you're doing dance classes over zoom how is that going well, I mean, personally, I did homeschool in ninth grade, so I know what it's like going all online. So it wasn't like a huge transition for me, but I, I hate not having the social aspect of school because that was kind of the only thing I looked forward to. I've never been really in, interested in math or anything like that. Right. It's not my strong suit. I love English, not a math kid. Um, so online, it's a little bit harder to maintain concentration and stay motivated, I find. Um, and like dance over Zoom, I keep running into my bookcase, which isn't ideal. It's not the same. It's not the same, but I'm making it work and I'm making sure to keep a positive mindset so that I don't let myself spiral into this sad pool of sadness. <laughs> because it's hard, you know? Well, uh, you being young as you are, um, 
What's your relationship with uh, social media like? Ah, good question. Well, I find that social media can be an incredibly toxic thing. And sometimes I go down the spiral of comparing myself to other girls on social media, even though I know it's all Photoshop or edited or angles posing. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of good that can come out of it if you use your platform correctly. Like I see all these people going to parties and not wearing their masks or not promoting social distancing. And I'm like, so you're using your platform to tell young kids that look up to you that it's okay to not follow the protocols. So I've been making sure to post a lot of like story videos explaining why it's important to social distance and talking to people and telling them why the vaccine isn't going to put a tracker in their body. And just, I mean, there's a lot of good that can come out of it, but there's a lot of negative stuff as well. So I think you have to find a balance. Absolutely. Do your parents monitor your social media? I am a pretty responsible and trustworthy kid and they're, they aren't worried I'm going to spread any bad information online or post anything oh, inappropriate no, or like that. I'm not talking about what you do. Oh. I'm talking about what them other people do. Oh, like do they look at stuff other people post? Like no, like people DMing you and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. I've learned to find it humorous rather than protest because at first I let it get to me. I let the creepy men in my DMs freak me out. I let all the people being like, go burn, you're Jewish, go die, also go away. Yeah, because anti-Semitism is still such a thing. People don't acknowledge it as much. No, we don't talk about it. And I'm glad that you're bringing it up. It's so potent in our society today. Why is no one talking about this? Yeah. a shopping website that I would go on and I found a swastika necklace and I was like, okay, never shopping here again. Okay. You're going to have to share these resources with me because (laughs) I won't shop there either. It's like, and I don't shop there anyway anymore because you know, child labor is also something we should avoid putting our money into. Um, But my parents, like, I think with age, especially having grown up in the industry, I've learned to mature a lot quicker. And so I know that none of the stuff anyone says in my DMs affect, it doesn't affect me anymore because I learned to stop putting my like interests. I, I just stopped caring Yeah, because it has Not no to. effect on me. There's no reason to, you know, put all my focus and attention into that, into that negative, negative energy. I don't need that. I'm proud of her again. She's so intelligent, you guys. Even like when it comes to things like when I was your age, I'm sorry, I was not socially conscious. I was not into politics. I would not have been up on a vaccine. Like it just would have went in one ear and out the other. How do you stay so in touch with what's going on in the world, but not letting that absorb into your energy? Mm, Good question. So obviously I do a lot to help enlighten other people. Like even some of my fans that I talk to like regularly on like DM that are so sweet. I love them. Um, I'll just randomly be like, oh, by the way, are you guys enlightened on what happened in the Capitol building on January 6th? Like, do you know about the rioters and everything? And they'll be like, no, like we want to know. I just try like slowly to like, I read news articles a lot, not Fox. Um, 
I actually, my teachers, my history teacher especially, loves talking about current events. And I really appreciate that because there's so much going on in our society today that we need to educate ourselves on. Um, in science, we're talking about vaccinations and we're talking about the virus and how we can reach herd immunity. And I'm, I'm learning a lot in school that actually ha has value um, to like our current world mm -hmm. today rather than learning about like, right. I don't know, stuff I'll never need. Right. Which I really appreciate. So school, news, my parents talk about it a lot. We have conversations about, you know, politics, health, and like medicine, health and medicine, all of that. Um, and I try and tell other people because I know a lot of people like to close it off and like to just separate themselves from it. Like it doesn't have anything to do with me, but it does. Yeah. You know? But so, I learned so much from you, just sitting on the set with you, getting to talk in between the scenes. Like I would find myself in awe when you walked away and be like, I just had a conversation with a teenager. You just won me over. Like, like I, lo I, liked, I love talking about news and politics, so yes. Yeah, because especially like this election this year was probably one of the biggest we're going to have in a while. And so for people to not like be up to date on it or not have any idea like what our new current president was just inaugurated is going to do for our country, like yeah. we need to tell people so they actually know. Can I, can I share a moment that we had? Um, the day before the election? Yes. So social distancing was real. We were on set. Lauren was doing school outside, kind of like where we parked. And you looked at me with so much like anxiety. And do you remember that? Oh wait, I think I do. Keep going so I get a little more. She had so much anxiety and like fear in her face. And I got out of the car and she looked at me and she goes, what do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> Well, I mean, rightfully so. It was a crazy yes. day. And I'm so glad, like, I was not the bad auntie because I was like, what do you mean what's going to happen? We're not going to worry about things we can't control. Baby girl, God's going to make it right. We're just going to put the energy out in the air and what's supposed to happen will happen. And he's going to be gone. We ain't going to worry about that. And I walked away from you and I said, Lord Jesus, I hope you ain't lied to this baby. Then at the end of the day, I snuck a hug because we're not supposed to touch. But we get tested every day and we, we were both negative. Yes, every day. So I snuck a hug and I told her, I love you. You do not worry. Everything's going to be fine. Girl, I went home and I was sweating that night. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so invigorating to not find out for so long. Wow. I was like, okay, are we going to find out today? Like, do we know yet? And all the recounts, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> really? I'm worried Did about the recounts. I was not worried about the recounts. We were like kind of watching on set, trying to see what was going on. And I felt so good because I was like, oh, I ain't lied to the baby. I ain't lied to the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you're right. At that point, it was out of our hands. Yep. Yeah. We already voted. I wish I could vote. Um, but everyone that could already put their ballots in and it was... It was, it really was up to the universe at that point. Yeah. And you were so amazing, but I was so impressed by the fact that you even cared. I don't, I don't even think I cared when I was a teenager or knew because or paid attention. 
we have to care because if every all these new laws that would have been revoked or and passed if we didn't get a new president would have affected my life yes. taking away we would have like all women's rights and people of color's rights would have been completely changed to a point where we would have to completely restart the fight for equality oh so let's even talk about this what did change and i didn't realize it until two days ago my pension was pushed back 10 years pushed back 10 years yeah they're saying we can't collect our pension until we're 72. i thought it was 65. that's what it was supposed to be and you were supposed to be able to apply it like 62 and a half uh -huh. pension pension or social security my pension, pension which is really? a acting thing yes my sag oh, after pension oh, oh, oh. but now it's it said something like, I can't fill out my paperwork till I'm 71 and a half. Really? So you're right. It is going to affect you. With me talking about my pension, let me ask you this. What does the future hold for you? Do you see yourself being an actor? Are we going to be directing when we're 20? Are we producing? What is, what is Lauren's future? Well, I've always loved acting and I definitely don't want to stop but I want to do more. I have always been a very avid writer. English has always been my favorite subject. I love poetry. And recently I've actually been working on making my own screenplay, which has been really fun, challenging, but fun. And so I actually want to be a writer as well as an actor because the writers have a lot of leeway and they kind of affect how the show goes. Like if the writing's bad, who's gonna watch the show? So to be able to like take part in that would be huge. And especially as a teenager, if I could make that happen sooner, I understand like the slang and the terminology that kids my age use, whereas adults don't. Yes. Even on Punky, they asked me questions. They were like, would you guys say swag? And I was like, we brought it back. So yes, but like two years ago, that would have been a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's so important because somebody my age, we don't know. Yeah. So it's just like, if you're going to be producing a show about Gen Zers, it's going to help to have someone who is a member of Gen Z in the writer's room. Oh, so is somebody going to submit an episode of Punky? I mean, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to sit in. I would love to sit in. If I can, I would in a heartbeat. That's like my dream. I think you should ask. Maybe I will. I was a little nervous because I don't really have that much like authority. So I well, it's not as authority. We are in a nurturing environment. Yeah, very and, much so. And I think that if you just said, hey, I'd love to sit in one day, they'd be like, come on. You might if be shocked. Season two happens, maybe. I feel like season one was too soon, but season when? two. Oh, right, good point. Excuse me. When, of course. <laughs> When season two happens, I, I will, you know, I will, I will ask. Even yeah. if you say no, it doesn't hurt to ask. No, and it doesn't hurt to sit in the hallway and hope they leave the door open <laughs> so you can listen. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sure Soleil and I did it when we were kids. <laughs> I mean, if Jody was willing to let me shadow her, then, I mean, what's the harm in, in just asking? What's yeah, it we'll like? See where the future takes me. What's it like being on this set, just um, in general? Set of funky. Yeah. Well, every set's different because you know the people are different, the environment's different. But punky in specific, like 
amazing. I love the little kids. They are actually like siblings to me. Noah is so mature. He and I are like besties. Uh, Quinn and Ollie are so cute. I just, ugh, I want to eat them up. And then Cherry and Soleil are probably two of the most welcoming, nurturing, kind souls ever. And you're like an aunt to me, like legitimately, like the both of you. I, I don't shy away from asking you guys questions or just talking to you about life or asking for advice. Like you're always there and I know you're always there. And then Freddie, who I don't see as often because he's not in as many scenes with me. Like he hasn't really been, he's so talented and I learned from him just by watching him. Like he's been working forever. Uh, oh, we're not allowed to talk about her yet. So you gotta oh, cut that out. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that they made your character gay. I didn't even know that that was gonna happen. So we're not allowed to use this for this episode, Courtney, but let's talk about the teenage feeling of my character being um, a lesbian. I think that it's great. I Am I, like, black? Like, this literally so dark. Yeah, I just blacked out everything around you, but it's okay. You look pretty. Okay, I'm silhouette. Um, so... I absolutely love the inclusivity that they have in the show. There's so much diversity and they talk about so many like topics when it comes to sexuality, gender identity. And I think it's going to be so great for so many different audiences because a lot of people struggle with that stuff. And so to be able to relate to it with characters on TV who are open about it and aren't afraid to express themselves is going to be such a big confidence booster for so many people. And, you know, I like, as someone who is a member of Gen Z, um, we're a pretty inclusive bunch. Yes. And and educated. You guys educated me on this journey. <laughs> well, we are a pretty woke generation, not gonna lie. And there's just so much good stuff in this show that I think is amazing. They cover this broad spectrum of controversial topics that are so important to discuss and see. Um, and I'm just, I love it. I think Cherry and your, I know we're not allowed to say it. <laughs> is my favorite ship in the whole show. I mean, I how mean. do you pull that off, though? <laughs> like, they're huge. I would be like, the weight distribution, I'd be like toppling over. <laughs> no, you look bougie. You pull it off so well. Thank you so much. I love, I love, look, Courtney, I walked on set one day. She said, oh, I like that outfit. You are the rich auntie. <laughs> you looked wealthy. Not like new money rich, like old money rich. Hey. Like aristocrat type energy. Right. Hey. Good money. Wait, 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 one last question before you go. What, 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 what kind of music are you listening to on your iPod? What 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 do people listen to music on now? So I, I mean, on my phone, <laughs> I, I have like a pretty broad spectrum of music that I listen to. I really like some older stuff. I really like the Arctic Monkeys. They're one of my favorite bands. Um, I, I have like, I don't have specific artists I listen to. I have specific songs that I listen to. It's weird. Um, there's, I, I would have to like check. But I like alternative music, I would say. Kind of like a mix of pop and like EDM a little bit. And like, it's just a lot, it's a mix. It's very diverse. I'm pretty open to everything. Yeah, I have Arctic Monkeys, Mother Mother, The Neighborhood, Radical Face, Young the Giant, MGMT, 
um just like all that like random kind of indie stuff but i love it so okay but my baby girl can sing hamilton like nobody's I used to do the rap to my shot in the car every day with my dad. <laughs> so cute. I love your parents. I do too. They're so <laughs> precious. They're so lucky. Please tell them I said I love them. I will. Oh, they love to hear from you. They love you. Have a good night. Thank you. Enjoy oh. yourself. Happy weekend. Thank you I'm so much for having me. Very nice meeting you. It was so nice meeting you. Yes, I will hope to see you guys again soon. Absolutely. I'll be seeing you real soon. And then for season two, we'll see you too. Yes. Yes. And you'll come back to Cherry's World Podcast. Yeah, I better. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Love you, Cherry. So nice to meet you, Courtney. Bye, guys. Bye. I love you, baby. This is Cherry's World. Head over to grits.com. That's G-R-I-T-T double we got something for everybody athletics humor spiritual and woke community come express yourself through apparel that communicates passion and perseverance use checkout code cherry and get 10 percent off everything right now if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Welcome to Cherry's World. Ask you, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cherry's World. We got news. Quinn Copeland on the show today. Quinn is joining the cast of Puggy Congratulations. <laughs> so Quinn, you know what? I didn't get to ask you on the set. What was it like auditioning for Punky? And did you even understand what you were auditioning for? I didn't, but like, it was really fun to do that. Like, the audition was amazing. Like Yes. Tell me about the audition process. First of all, how many people were in the room, Quinn? Um, my, like, when I did the audition or the callback? When you did the, the first audition. The first audition, I was just in my mom's room filming it. And my mom was in there because she had to film it. And she was saying all the other lines, like the pizza man and the... <laughs> she was the captain director. Yeah, she is. We even have a big chair that I got for my seventh birthday that said my name on it. What? Like a director's chair? Hmm? A director's chair? Yeah, it's a director's chair. And I have a, a tiny one that actually fits me, and it is a director's chair. Super <laughs> cool. I have a little one, too, and you know what's on the back of my little one? What? Punky Brewster. <laughs> Amazing! So when you went to your callback, did you actually have to fly to California? Mm-hmm, I did. Tell us all about that. Like, huh? Weird. Um, so I was just waiting out there, getting ready for the audition or the callback, basically. And it was amazing. I just, I got so excited. And then the microphone broke. So I was there for three hours, <gasps> and I was actually entertaining them 
for three hours, and I didn't even know it was three hours. Wow. How many people were you entertaining? Like an entire room. Whoa. And how many people were in the actual auditions? Was it like directors, producers? I don't even know how many people, but Punky was in there. Soleil was there? Super cool. And what did Soleil say to you? Um, huh? To what? What did she say to you? Uh, she said, she just introduced herself, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. In my mind, I'm, it, like, <laughs> I freaked out because I actually got to meet her. And my oh. mom literally still watches Punky Brewster. It's crazy and amazing at the same time. That is awesome. How old are you, uh, Quinn? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Wow. Man. Ooh, What's that in your hand, baby girl? It's a book from school. It's where I write my stuff. It has a unicorn on it. Oh, is it a journal? Yeah, it's where I write some stuff. Like, I've even written a story called The Princess and the Monster. And I'm on chapter four. So basically every page is a new chapter. <gasps> chapter two has a page skipped. So then, because I had to do work on that page. So then the next page, I wrote chapter three, and it was like how the baby monster got trapped. And it was crazy because I, I barely even knew how to spell some stuff like potion or guards or anything. But that's okay. That's what your journal's all about. So, Quinn, when you finish your story, are you going to become an author? Does that seem like a book that we're going to have published? Yeah. Maybe that I might be able to buy from my daughter. Yeah, it's just called The Princess and the Monster. Every page would be a chapter. So, Quinn, you know I'm an author, right? Wait, I didn't know that. I am totally an author, and I think that you should totally publish a book. And I think we should like do book signings together. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a YouTube channel who made a book. It was really, really cool, though. Yeah. It comes out this year. So I, I, don't, I don't know what month. You don't know what month? What, do you think you can get your book done this year? Probably. I mean, like, I would be the first kid to write actually a story. I know you can do it. I believe in you. And when you do publish your book, I want you to come back to the show. And we'll have a show all about your book. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> so Quinn, I totally love this kid. So Quinn, for for all the audience that might not know, what what is your role on the new Punky? Izzy, she's a homeless kid who has to live in an orphanage, and I I just realized I don't know where she sleeps. now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll find out soon, though. Probably when we go back to work, we'll find out exactly where you're going to sleep. Yeah. It is definitely family. And what I'm really excited about, Quinn, is the audience is going to get to watch you grow. Yeah. Same way they watched Soleil and I grow. Mm. <laughs> what, what How, how long have you been acting? I like, I've been acting since six. So for about like two years, probably. Wow. What was your first job, baby? Um waitress it's it was a chiller. his mom was scared to have a baby 
And I was her kid. I was this cute little girl, and I was six. And I had to lie that I was turning five. No, six. I can't remember. Um, but well, it was really fun. And then the next thing I had was all these auditions for other stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Sound of music, commercials, but I didn't do sound of music because I was so busy. Being busy is a great thing. Yeah, last year I did a audition for a cargo thing or something, and I got to be this little girl who wanted to be just like her mom when she grows up, like wearing red all the time. Toyota. Toyota, yeah, Toyota. It was for the new Honda. Uh, Toyota. Toyota Highlander. Toyota Highlander. It's amazing. It was so fun doing that, and I got to say bad word. Oh, wow. Okay, don't tell me what bad word that you had to say, at least not on air. I'll get you to whisper it. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> when, when we did the pilot, what was like, what was some of your favorite parts of being on the show? Probably getting donuts because that is amazing and getting to be with everybody because it just, it's just fun. It is. What about the ice cream cart? I can't remember that. You don't remember the ice cream cart? Wait, where was it? Did you get to go to it or did somebody go get it? Oh, yeah, I had it. I got to go to that. Except they said it's a vegetable cart. And I'm like, stop pranking me. So this now we have like these wicked pranks and jokes we're going to do on everybody. I'm nervous. But you guys aren't going to prank me, right? Because I'm the old lady. No, no. What is that? Pizza? Gummy pizza, remember? That looks real. I know, it's creepy. Wait, <laughs> yeah, it's from the show. And guess what else I took from the show? What else did you take? The Izzy hat. Did you? I think you deserve that hat. Yeah, I mean, it's a really lucky hat. I wore it in New York. When did you? Did, yeah, we did. I think it was the day we found out, but I can't remember. That um, video is so cute. You were in the hotel. And we had packed this in the bag without even noticing. Wait, so how, what, what is that again? That's gummy pizza? It's just it's, fake pizza, not gummy. It's set pizza. On the show, we had set pizza. Yeah, I was like, Pop. not actually eating it. Wow. <laughs> it's creepy because it looks like it's real. Because I'm like... Uh, I said I wanted pepperoni, not any of this black stuff. And they're like, no, it's fake. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I freak out because I thought it was real. It looked real. But then I saw that these were fake. And I'm like. The things that kids care about on set, the fake pizza and the hat that she had to wear. Yeah. But you have to keep that hat forever now. You know that, right? Yeah, that is like the most special hat. Because. It's my character's hat. <laughs> I love it. I'm so proud of you, Quinn. You did an excellent job while we were on set. I need to know something. How did you know all your lines? Because I need some tips on how to learn my line. How did you learn yours? Well, my mom just makes me say the words three times. But sometimes I've heard from one of the boy one of the boys in that um, Toyota commercial. He said he practices lines at night. In the morning, he just knows them, and then he films them. So oh, wow. I'm between those two things. 
I think it would be really fun to try the other one because I'm always doing the say these three say these words three times and stuff because it's like a sentence like you gotta say it three times so you remember. Courtney, like she's really good. She's a uber professional. She did not mess up her lines at all. She's and she took from Punky. She took her credit card and her phone. Yeah, she's a little sass in the Taz, but we love her. <laughs> yeah. And she's <laughs> like, I'm gonna take this one. But we never saw her take the phone. Like we've never seen that scene where she takes the phone, because it would be funny. I like, think we'll break that now. I think we're gonna make that an episode. Like what is that, Quinn? What is what is the toy right there? Oh, this is Poppy's little Polly Pocket thing. There are these little people that can fit into stuff. It's for, oh, Poppy's my little sister. One time we brought her to the show. And this is one of the characters, and they have a puppy. It's so cute. Yeah. And so did you get that for Christmas? Yeah, my sister did, actually. It's not mine. It's my oh, sister. it's not yours? Your sister did? Yeah, I just play around with it sometimes. So it's popular legs. So Is your sister coming back to California with you? I'm excited. I'm, we're actually kind of packing up because we've already packed up a lot of pictures. Like here and here and here. Are you guys moving, moving? Yeah, we're going to actually move to Los Angeles. Oh. It took three days off to drive to Los Angeles. Really? Three days, three days from here. Wow. See, I'm not moving. I'm not packing up my stuff. I mean, I'm going to come for the show, but then I'm going to come back home. Yeah. I should um, like for a year. So you're probably going to want to pack some clothes. I think I think so. Or are you going to make fun of me if I keep washing my clothes and wearing the same thing? No, I don't, I don't mind. I kind of wear the same <laughs> I kind of wear the same stuff of underwear like three days in a row or a week or something. Okay, so cool. So I can just put on, like, the same jeans and T-shirts, but I'll change my underwear. Yeah. Okay. That is kind of disgusting if you have the same underwear on. <laughs> that is. So since you're such a fashionista, will you, like, get me dressed sometimes when you say, Cherry, don't wear that. Totally wear this yeah. instead. My mom is such a fashion girl. She's like, those don't match. And I'm like, Mom, it's my own fashion. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> in the spirit of punky yes <laughs> wow like blue like blue socks with a green dress those totally don't match not at all like like pink with black stripes they that works tell them about how have your gym shoes and I had to bring them up and what, what you did. Oh yeah. So um one time when I was it was a PE day at school, I didn't bring any tennis shoes. So we had I had to go all the way up to the principal's office to say I don't have any shoes. And then we had to call my parents and stuff. It was really funny. So and guess what I guess what I did? My dad brought me two pairs of shoes and you wanna know what I did? What did you do? I did mitch match. And <laughs> <laughs> what did the kids at school say? They were like, why do you do that? And I'm like, it's Punky Brewster. But um, I have two teachers, so I have to switch classes every day. And mm -hmm. uh, my other teacher, she's like, 
why are you wearing two different shoes? And I'm like, it's just for fun. So I didn't tell her it was about Punky Brewster. But then when we were talking about homework, it was really cool. And she said um, something about when I was in New York. She said, uh, don't worry, Quinn will, Quinn's really smart. She'll catch up on stuff. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it that you amazing and crazy at the same time time because they did that because they did that and did you catch back up when you got home no i still like have 10 or something more to do oh you'll totally catch up by oh, next week. And have, i have i did a prank for my parents where there were these puzzles and boxes or bags and um I switched them up where this was in my mom's and the other one was in my dad's. And then I, ma'am, my grandma, mama, um, I'm seeing her tonight. She was the one who, who thought of this idea of prank. And it was so funny when they freaked out because my mom's like, no. And I'm like, did you do this on accident? And I'm like, no, it's a prank. And she's like, oh, uh-uh, I don't like orange. And my dad's like, I'm just fine. What are you doing, Ruby? Who's Ruby? Ruby's the dog. So tell me, Quinn, are you nervous to be going to a new school? Hi, cute dog. Probably not. I don't know. Hi, babe. I don't know if I'm, not, I don't know if I'm nervous or not. You don't know? Probably not. You're too cool to be nervous. Right. Yeah. I'm really proud and excited, and I can't wait to that give you a big old hug and pick you up? Yeah, I'm just so excited to hug everybody again. Like Lauren and Ollie and stuff. So when we were in class today, we were looking at different cultures and foods, and we saw something from Australia. <gasps> what did you see? I don't know. I have it at school still, and I can't go back to school because it's like... It's too late. Five fifty. 544. Yeah, it's too late at night. So that So look, I'm going to try to interview Noah and Ollie and Lauren as well. What question do you think we should ask them? Um probably what was your favorite part of doing the pilot and what was your favorite part about just not going anywhere and having fun like putting on different outfits and doing whatever you wanted on the show, like when you're not in the scene, you're like dance partying or something, or like eating a snack. Like that's what I did. Talk about snacks. Tell Courtney the kind of snacks you were eating on the set. Yeah. Um, so I was eating uh, some vanilla wafers or something. I can't remember. Yes. And what about that pickle? That pickle. That pickle. Those she had Yeah, they were humongous. We still have pickles here. Do you? An entire jar. She the, the biggest pickle I think I've ever seen in my life. I see a suitcase in the kitchen. Why? Mama's packing up everything. So I'm excited, girl. I'm going to let you get off here and be a kid, but I want you to know that I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'm so happy to see everybody again. <laughs> the dinner we all had together, that was so fun. It was amazing. You see how professional she is, Courtney? Exactly. 
Jeez, perfect. So one more thing before I let you go. Mm-hmm. Courtney's kids are starting to act. What advice do you have for him as a dad of young kids who are actors? Um, so my advice is if they ever get to be on a big stage and they're scared of all the people out there, don't let them make the, make, let them, let them think whatever the people, let them, like, just let them, you know, the people are just, they just look like people. Let the kids think, like, they're actually not people. Like, they're dancing bananas or something. That is good. Is that the advice that your parents gave you? No, I actually just found it out myself. I just thought of it, and I wasn't scared. But I did see them as normal people. I didn't see. I didn't pretend that they were bananas or anything because I can't see anybody like a banana or anything. So, Quinn actually shot in front of a live audience. Yes, I did. Wow. A live audience. Was that your first time? No, I've already done like something about Septian. I was on stage singing like twice, Waitress the Musical, and once the musical. I didn't really sing, but I kind of just had no lines basically. So no microphone, no lines, no lines, no no microphone. But on Punky, you had lines a uh, lot of lines too. And you didn't need, and you didn't even need a microphone because nope. you were like. You weren't on stage. We had those boom mics, those big mics that hung from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? How was it with the audience there, Quinn? Where? Uh, Punky. Yeah, Punky. I think it was really cool with all these people here because whenever I wasn't like in the scene, I got to see my mom, my Grammy, my granddaddy, and my daddy and stuff. So it was really cool. And one of my agents was there. Her name is Shannon. She lives in, is, in New York now. Wow. That is amazing. They were all there because they were proud of you, and it was a very special moment. Yeah. I am proud of you, too. And I'm going to let you go back and be a kid now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. This is exciting. Like, I love- it's been basically ha- almost, like, not even close to a year since I've been on that set, and I'm actually more excited than when I got there. Like, it feels like it's been two years, and I'm so excited. Like, <laughs> ah, freak out! So, like, I'm going to wreck the house because I'm so excited. Wreck the house. It's only been, like, two months. And I'm excited to see you. Me too. <laughs> Tell Bye. your parents I said thank you. Mwah! Bye. Bye, Puddin'. World Music Spotlight. Spotlight. Hey, Cherry and Courtney, and everybody listening to Cherry's World Podcast, I want to thank you for showing love to my song, I Choose Happy. You know, it is the song version of the book, uh, Final Life Fixed a Problem, that we talked about on Cherry's World a couple years back. So anyway, man, much love to y'all. It's Marcus Parker, a.k.a. I'm Positive. And choose happy. I choose happy. Even when this life gets hard. I choose happy. Still I keep my faith in God. I choose happy. Even when emotions get scarred. Don't let your problems change the person you are. I choose happy. Even when this life gets hard. I choose happy. Still I keep my faith in God. I 
my shoes happy Even when emotions get scarred Don't let your problems change the person you are See, I know I'm not the only one to live with the issue Like when the person you in love with don't even miss you Like when the job you really wanted don't even pick you Or you trusted someone then found out they wasn't with you See, it's a long, hard journey, this thing called life And that goes for the children, the husband, the wife, the cousin, the uncles Ain't nobody excluded That's why I wrote this song to keep you grounded and rooted Looking towards the future with your eyes on the prize Know it's a blessing just to be here Cause many done died in 2020 Man, I swear, that year was a beast And I've been around since 74 A O to the G To witness a lot of violence So I speak peace Seen so many ways they tell us So motivation I teach And whoever I reach I wish you nothing but good So when they see you smiling Just make sure it's understood I choose Wanna be featured? DM It go down in a DM Jerry Johnson 75 Music Spotlight Ladies and gentlemen, on the show right now is Mr. Noah Cottrell of the new Husky Brewster. (laughs) Hi, baby. Hi, how you been? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for waiting for Auntie to go pee-pee. He had to. I love it. And what else? You were asking him how old he was? Yeah, I wanted to know what. He told me he was 12. 12. I just, I want to let you know, Noah, you got me looking like the coolest parent when I take my daughter to Taekwondo. I know all the dances now because of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fortnite dances. What are they called? The Fortnite dances. The Fortnite. My baby taught me all the Fortnite dances (laughs) when we were on set. Yes. So they actually think I'm cool now. Let me pop my collar and I I always say, my nephew hooked me up. Hey, you know, um, the fact that you have a recording room, so what all do you do in your recording room? Yeah, so this is actually, it's uh, my taping room. Um, so it's for self-tapes, you know? So, um, you know, my agent will send me uh, a script, and then um, I'll do a self-tape in this room. So the wall, uh, we just painted it blue. Okay. And it's about 20 to, like, 15 feet long. Mm-hmm. So it's just a long blue wall. <laughs> Yeah, and then I have um, a little little studio light up there. Yeah, and it works out. So and the then blue, I use uh, my tripod, too. So is the blue light, uh, I know I might sound stupid because I'm not <laughs> Hollywood, but is the blue light, is the blue um, background to change, like, the background, like, or is that the green screen? Green. You could. Okay, you can, okay. Yeah, yeah, you could. Okay. But, it- but yeah, it's just for filming. Okay. Yeah, so he has a nice plain wall. See, he looks better than standing up against a white wall. <laughs> okay, gotcha. It gives him personality. So before Punky Brewster, you were the rock son. Yes. <laughs> I am a rock Great. fan. Oh, yeah, everyone's a rock fan. I mean, it's the rock. Yes. Can you <laughs> tell me about that experience? Yeah, well, I filmed, um, I filmed Skyscraper when I was nine and then ten. And uh, we did it in Vancouver, Canada for around three to four months. And it was a great experience. I mean, first, you know, you get to be around Dwayne Johnson. You know, it's always it's always fun, too, when you have another a kid on set to hang out with. Uh, McKenna Roberts, who played my uh, fraternal uh, fraternal sister in, uh, in the TV or in the movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was amazing, you know. 
you get to set every day, you get to hang out with all your the cool people. We had an awesome director, awesome producers. Uh, the stunts were another thing that I really loved. Okay. okay. Yeah, because there were some there were some pretty fun stunts in there. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna have to go. You know, I don't watch movies or TV, <laughs> so I'm guilty. But I watched your demo reel, and I'm gonna have oh, to watch yeah. the movie because I was like. <laughs> yeah. I just found this out last week, people. I was like, my baby, what yeah. with the rock? Come here. <laughs> well, well, okay, my daughter is 10. My two sons is eight, or no, seven and six. No, seven and five. But anyway, um, we they you know, they love the rock just like you know mm-hmm. everybody else, but they had no idea. <laughs> so I turned on a WWE network and they were like, What is I forgot the rock's name in Jumanji, but they were like, Why is his whatever his name is in Jumanji on wrestling, they had no idea. Oh yeah, they had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I grew up with The Rock being a wrestler. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? so so did you know that The Rock was a wrestler first? Because I know you're only twelve. So did you know? Yeah, I, I did know he was a wrestler. You know, his name The Rock. <laughs> That's his wrestling name too. So yeah, I knew he was a I knew he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have any more questions about Skyscraper, Courtney, before I dog into, you know, where I really want to go? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I want to get in there, too. Go ahead. Punky Brewster. Yep, 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 yep. How did that whole process come about? Oh, well, first, you know, you get the audition. Yeah. Uh, I think I was, I actually, I think I was fishing when I got, when my agent emailed my mom, uh, the script and stuff. and. I got home later that day. Yeah, that's what it was. I got home later that day. I taped it. And then it was about two to three days. And then um, they called me back. And they were like, hey, we want to do a, a new tape with you. You know, we're going to give you some more sides. So I did those sides. And then about a week later then, uh, I, got, um, I got a producer session in L.A. So we went out there. We did the producer session. Um, and then we went back home. We went, and then another week, and then we went back to L.A., and then that's when we did the uh, the final audition. That's audition three, yeah. right? That's audition three. Okay. Yep. I just, yep. I'm, I'm putting it out there for the people who don't understand. This <laughs> work. Like, this doesn't just happen. Jobs are Yeah, you don't just get it, and you get it, and you cute. Like, yeah. He worked for this. This is three auditions. Okay, so final audition. Yep. And then I was in, that was in L.A., and then we went back home, and then... What was it? It was about probably Halloween. That's that's when it was. Halloween is when I got the call, when I got the job. I remember I was in my uh, was in my dad's room. I don't know why I was in there. I think I was just on my phone because everywhere else in the house was freezing. <laughs> so I just went to his office. And then uh, my mom was like, hey, uh, your, your manager's going to call you. And I was like, oh, okay. And then uh, he called me and I was like, oh, hi, Brian. How you doing? And he was like, oh, well, uh, you know, Halloween might not be happening this year. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Why? And he was like, oh, well, uh, you got Funky Brewster. And I was like, what? I didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to give too much away about your character because people always write me and they're asking me who you are. They're asking me if you're my son. And I always say, well, you just got to watch and see. You just have to find out, you know? Yes. So I don't want to give too much away, but. Mm-hmm. What was your feeling like, like when you got on the set and you were working? Like, had you ever watched Punky Brewster? Have you heard of it? Because it was way before. I, your- yeah, honestly, in the the very first audition, 
I, I pretty much had no clue what Punky Brewster was. But my mom said she watched it when she was a kid. So when she saw it, she was like, oh, Punky Brewster, isn't that the show? Like, I watched when I was your age. And then I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, yeah. So, yeah, that's – I didn't really know a lot about it. But when I did get to set and I got, you know, pretty much the third audition, that's when I, I really – I was like, wow, Punky Brewster had a, had a cult following. You know, it was pretty big. Yeah. yeah. We got really, really blessed, and we will be really, really blessed again. I am so excited that I get to take this ride with you because it's so funny hearing you say my mom watched it because talking to me most of the time, I think I'm your age until I'm reminded, no. Oh. <laughs> wow. Really, it was the first, it was one of the first sets where I could say, I was the oldest person there. That's funny. It was, yeah, for you. <laughs> You are a young professional. You did an amazing job. I know our audience is going to. Thank you. I fell in love with you. I know (laughs) I fell in love with you. What are you looking forward to them most being able to learn about your character? I think I want people to see Diego as a, as this cool guy, you know, I want, I want people to think of him as like, he's like a real person. I want to be able to portray my character so well that, you know, I almost become that guy in real life. <laughs> you know, I'm Diego, you, but I just want people to see Diego as not a character, but almost as like a real person. Yeah. Amazing. When um, <laughs> did anybody like talk to you about the original Punky Brewster that they, did they say, hey, let's watch some old clips or anything like that? Or did they say that? I want, did they say anything about the, the original to you guys? Yeah. Well, yeah, I had, uh, I had some people talk to me, you know, or like they were like, oh, yeah, well, I watched this when I was a kid, too. And now I get to work on it. You know, some of the uh, some of the crew. Okay. Um, I watched a couple of clips, too, uh, as you said. Uh, I think it was it was that fridge scene. Everybody, when, talks. yeah, she got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone talks yeah. about the fridge because yeah. I mean, that's iconic. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, that's the one. Did you laugh at my bad acting in my chest? <laughs> oh, that wasn't bad acting. Bad acting. Look where it got you today. You get to be back on the set. <laughs> God, bad acting. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to play like I was passed out, but I was like giggling. <laughs> That's funny. I was a kid. What? <laughs> God. And I was not, you know what? Soleil and I were kids, and Soleil was, has always been uber professional, but I am still a kid. So I go to work with these little kids who are way more professional than me. Oh. No, for real. Were you in the refrigerator? Yeah. Oh, you were like for real, like you were in the refrigerator. <laughs> no, you weren't really. Yes. We were. In, I was in a refrigerator. In fact, I was in a refrigerator, and we had a stage manager at the time whose name was David Waiter, and David Waiter was not playing games with those producers, my uncle, and he made them cut a hole 
in the back of the refrigerator and then he was not comfortable with the hole that was cut in the back of the refrigerator. So he made them make it where if I got scared at any given time, I could kick out the back of the refrigerator. And, wow. it and I kept saying, I'm okay. I'm okay. And he's like, well, I just don't want you to lose air. They were, we have, and I have to say have instead of had, because some of our original people came back with us to the new Punky Brewster. We have such an amazing crew and such an amazing cast where they really love us and they yeah. love the kids. They are not going to put any of the kids in harm's way ever. Um, and they just, they were all right that the producers and directors kept coming back. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah. They're like, you haven't kicked the back out. So yes, there was a back on. Yes, they cut a hole in the back. If I got scared, I could have kicked the whole refrigerator out and I would have been fine. Wow. I, I didn't and we were okay and they never let me stay in there long. Um, Punky is like no other job I've ever worked on, even the second time around. And we are blessed with the most beautiful people ever. That's all I can say. Did you, did you meet? Well, okay, I, I will ask that because we can talk about that later. I know there is one person who is... Who, but they won't be there anymore, I don't think. <laughs> but did you have a wonderful experience? What was it like? I did. Yeah. Honestly, it was it was amazing, you know, getting to hang with awesome people like you and Soleil, it's it's amazing. You know, it's beyond it's like a real family. You know, it's really like a real family. Yeah. I'll bite yep. you over my kids, man. Don't mess with <laughs> Kids, we go have a problem. You mess with my kids, and that, that falls for all of them, so they included. You know, the man and I will be fighting each other to fight. <laughs> I was I like, no, I'm saying, I just love hearing, like, because, like I said, I'm not part of part of this, you know. So I like always knowing, like, the behind the scenes stuff. So this is so dope. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask you a question though. Um, how did your how did your parents know that you were meant to be? an actor I feel like I feel like as I wanted to be an actor um I remember I got into acting because of my uh my brother and sister I saw them doing it and uh one day you know I asked them about it and then um they're like go ask mom and I was like oh okay fine so then I asked mom I was like hey mom can I do like acting and she was like uh yeah sure so I, I went and did classes with them at uh, Catherine Sullivan's acting for film here in uh, Louisville. And I did that. And then um, she talked to me the other day and she was like, hey, uh, I know I want you to come in and do a seminar with, uh, with a couple of agents and managers there. So I did that seminar. And then after, uh, Deanne Vernon, which is now my agent, uh, she emailed my mom and I was like, hey, you know, I'd love to have Noah come aboard with us. And I was like, oh, wow, really? Like an agent? And then I think that's when it really started. Yeah. And how old were you? I was six. I was six. Mm. Yep. <laughs> magic number two, but <laughs> I love it. So before we get off of the Punky Brewster thing, what was your feelings like when you found out that we got picked out for another season? Well, for a season. I said for another season because I'm already foreseeing next year. <laughs> coming back. But <laughs> what were your thoughts? I feel like, you know, I was just like, finally, you know, like I've been waiting for this moment. You know, I was like, the moment has finally come, you know. 
it's time to all the all the hard work that I put into it. It finally all the hard work paid off. Congratulations, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I can't wait to see you and hug you and be back on this. <laughs> now, to let the audience know you as a person, mm-hmm. what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? What do you do when you're not? In your- I have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> um, as I mentioned earlier, I actually, I just went fishing. Actually, I missed I missed one. Oh, I should have caught him. Anyways, yeah. So, uh, fishing. I love fishing. Anything sports, but my main two basketball and football. And I just did uh, swimming. I just started that, just competed in my very first swim meet. So that was pretty fun. Um, of course, video games too. I mean, anyone my age plays video games. But um, my age too. Act, of course. <laughs> that's funny. Um, school. Do we count school as a hobby? <laughs> no, that's something you have to do. Yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really nice fish it. too, by the way. Oh, his big! You see that big old fish on Instagram? Oh yeah, oh, yeah you saw. Yep. What kind of fish was that? You remember? Largemouth bass. Oh. And he even knows. I love watching young kids' outfit. When I saw that, I was like, "Go ahead, baby." <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, my dad. My dad likes to call himself a professional fisherman. He uh he runs his own bass club actually here really? and um. In Texas, yeah, it's an all African American um, bass fishing club. That's hilarious. You know, David Duclon is a huge fisher as well. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's one of our executive producers mm. and the creator of Punky Brewster. Yep. <laughs> he took me fishing. He took Soleil. I don't know if it was Soleil's first time, <laughs> but it was me and Amy Foster. And the guy who played Alan, Casey Ellison, it was all of our first time fishing. I think it was Soleil's, maybe not, um, on Punky Brewster. <laughs> and they filmed it. I swear that they made this episode of The Lake, I think, just because he wanted to take us fishing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I caught my first fish, so I was all excited. <laughs> nice. So are you, are you any good at basketball, or you just learned it? Well... I, I used to play basketball when I was younger, but I just now got back into it. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty good, though. Want to see some highlights? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, you know, Auntie got a big mouth, and she will show up in some games. <laughs> I don't know. My three-point game. My three-point game is tight. Oh, that's you where it's mess with that. Where you money at right there. <laughs> you don't get embarrassed easy, do you? No. Good, because I scream loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to hit your mom up and be like, I need a game schedule. <laughs> One-on-one. <laughs> Auntie going to show up. <laughs> Has there ever been a, um, a role or something that you, like, were intimidated by? Like, someone say, hey, try out for this, and then you kind of, like, were intimidated and nervous about it, or you, because you seem like you have so much confidence. Like, I like that. Image. You know what I mean? Thank like, you. Man. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've always had confidence, okay. but especially when I was younger, I feel like when I was younger, I had one script. I forgot the name of it. It was, it was pretty long. I think it was like 11 pages okay. and I was like 10 at the time. So I feel like that might've been like the biggest time I felt really, really nervous. Is memorizing your lines, was it hard to do? Or was it just, did it come naturally? 
like memorizing comes natural to me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. He got that young brain, and you should see him. Like when he says that, they're really good because on set we'll actually be filming, and you'll see like the directors and producers crowd around one of the actors. That means they're changing. Mm-hmm. They could give Noah lines on the spot, and he comes right back. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Them beautifully. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm the one. It's the old folks that got issues. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> It, it takes the old folks away. I'll be like, wait, what'd you tell me to say again? My sister just started driving too. So, you know, I, I want to I wanna hurry up and I want to hurry up and drive like her. See, that's wait crazy because a lot of people. <laughs> he's thinking about driving. Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> 13, he's like, yeah, my sister's driving too. Ain't nobody telling you you could drive at 13. <laughs> the closer I get. But you know what though? I heard Cherry a lot of a lot of the I don't know what's what's what what generation this uh Noah is, but I heard a lot of the millennials don't even want to drive. You know, <laughs> they got Uber and Yeah, my older brother doesn't want to drive. Yeah, see, so but you're looking forward to driving. See, that's how I was. 13, I was driving. <laughs> no, I don't even know. Are you and your brother considered to be the same millennials? Are you a millennial kid or no? Oh well no, I'm a millennial. <laughs> no not, right? I don't I know. think it's different. I think it's different. I hope it's different. <laughs> How old is your brother? He's Gen Z. How old is your brother? He's 17. 17? Yeah. I think he is a millennial. Well, something like a millennial. <laughs> I don't know. And what are you? Do you know, Noah? I'm Gen Z. I'm Gen Z, I think. You're Gen Z. Because you're like, my. I think my daughter is Gen Z, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I think she's Gen Z. Oh my goodness! Yeah. He's already. That's okay. good. It's good that you're looking forward to driving, man. It's good. It's not. Oh, yeah. yeah. What kind of car are you looking forward to driving? You know, I was thinking Lambo, Bugatti. Um, Sound like Terry Johnson. Uh, about it. <laughs> I told you, no, no. you. Sound like Terry Johnson over there. <laughs> I love it. The only thing that messes me up with a Lambo is my kids still in a car seat. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> So that means, that means you're ready to drive a stick shift, though, huh? Uh, That's what Tiptronic. Tiptronic. That, yeah, I don't know how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> I thought Lambo was a stick. You can hit this button, sweetheart, because I used to have one. Yeah, you I hit a button have. and you drive Tiptronic. Oh, okay. Well, excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my That's... automatic transmission in this Chevy I got there. I the, mean, the, you can the big boy the talk. You have the stick option there, you know what I'm saying? But hey, I lost a job. I didn't have a job. I didn't have cool jobs like you and Cherry, but I lost a job because I, I messed up. A, uh, I was doing like I was supposed to be locating, like finding like um, uh, power lines and stuff, and I had to drive a stick yeah. a truck, and I couldn't drive a stick, so I just kept driving like it was manual. I tore the whole engine out. <laughs> lost that job instantly. <laughs> yes. Who do you think is going to teach you how to drive? No, your mom or your dad? Um, I feel like my mom would teach me how to drive. Okay. Your mom? Yeah. You, you think she's going to be more calm? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting mix because I don't know. Like, if I, I, I don't know. My kid's five. I got a lot of time to think about it. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm going to be the one getting in the car with her. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> 
I, I love my life. You know what I'm saying? I love her life. I just don't. I, I, <laughs> Maybe Noah will teach her how to drive. Maybe. <laughs> I'll be like, Noah, good luck. You know what I'm saying? Don't sleep those on. <laughs> teach her how to drive in a Lambo. <laughs> no. He builds on 10 and 2. See? I can already drive. See, he said 10 and 2. So were you in the car when your sister learned how to drive? No, I wasn't. Well, I was. I, I wasn't there for a driver's test, but um, she passed with, like, flying colors. Whatever, like, the chart is or whatever. Right. If you, she's good. She's good at driving. <laughs> yeah. No, what else do you want us to know about you before we let you go? Well, you know, I'm cool. Definitely. I'm just a normal kid, you know? <laughs> he's cool. Yeah. He's handsome. He's got great hair. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And do you want them following you on your Instagram or Instagram private? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Can yeah. you give us your Instagram? Yep. Uh, Noah.Cottrell with a capital N. Yes, yes. And we will yeah. be connecting <laughs> into this video. Thank you so much, Noah, for oh, this world. I love you. Nice to meet you, too. Oh, nice to meet you, too. I'm excited and I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I can't wait to see you again. I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. Yes, it will. Promise. Hug your mommy and tell her. That one-on-one. Oh, it's it's It's, it's it's on. on. Don't forget about it. Oh, baby, I got a nice little hug. (laughs) Watch him make this hot. We're going to be Courtney, so you can see. Oh, I gotta see that. <laughs> I'm having to get in shape because you know I'm not. <laughs> but I'm sitting down right now, so I got all the energy in the world. Once Snow <laughs> get me up, I'm gonna be like, "Ooh, Auntie back. I gotta <laughs> see that. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. There is an internet radio station that's generating a lot of buzz. The website is raisedjukebox.com. What's different is, is it features a mix of new and throwback jams across many genres. The first Sunday each month, there are live shows with celebrity and artist interviews. Log in to raisedjukebox.com, press play, and turn the volume up. That's right, raisedjukebox.com. Head over to Grits Tees. That's G-R-I-T-T-E-Z.com. They've got something for everybody. Athletics, humor, spiritual, and the woke communities. Come express yourself through apparel that communicates passion and perseverance. Use the checkout code CHERRY and you'll get 10% off of everything right now. You wouldn't get When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.